Hey, ladies and gents, and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast. I'm your host, Jared Weich. Alongside me, as always, is Jordan. Good to be with you here today, Jared, with a full mouth and a happy heart. <laughs> and uh, Dom. you got to start referring to Jordan as the beard. The beard? Just, just the beard. The hair, Whatever man. floats your boat, pal. That, I think he has more hair on his head than like both of us combined have ever grown in our entire life. I still, I, we've talked about this before, but you remember, like, he shaved his entire, like, head during <laughs> yeah. the course of us filming this podcast. Like, he lost, he didn't, it wasn't like a bet or anything, it was just like a personal bet with himself, if I remember correctly. And then he's like, oh yeah, I'll just shave my head. He shaved his head, shaved his beard, and then like, two weeks later, he's back to looking like normal Jordan. Speaking like, of. Yeah, I think, I think did I've you? done it multiple times in the course of this. Yeah. Speaking of, did you ever finish Persona 3? <laughs> Has anybody ever finished that. a Persona game? <laughs> no. And as a matter of fact, Tom, I'm pretty sure that when I upgraded my PlayStation 3's hard drive to a 1 terabyte from a 160 gigabyte, I lost that uh, save file. Oof. Because uh, PS2, for whatever fucking reason, only PS3 games are in your cloud saves. On your PS3. So if you have PS1 games, if you have PS2 games, um, any other various things you might have. They don't get cloud saves like the PS3 games, which oh, is oh well, dumb. you know that's because of uh, you know bits and bytes and the uh, the inverse theory of uh, the probability of uh, Martin's law. So that's fun- probably why PS1 games don't work on PS4, Dom. The ironic thing well, is, like, if they're cloud saves, that would make it the easiest way for them to transfer to PS4, and you can't really get PS3 games right on PS4. Yeah, honestly, I might have been able to do it by USB, like flash drive, if I was, uh, you know dying to keep that save file but honestly I, I could start that game over I know that sounds insane as deep as I got like played 60-80 hours of it or whatever but like uh, it's a great game and uh, you know I enjoyed the story that I got through most of it and uh, I don't know they're just goofy games like that I could just play it on the side forever and not even worry about it yeah I'm thinking about one of my next pur- like my next PS4 purchase specifically is going to be God of War but then after that, I was actually thinking of possibly trying to get P, uh, Persona 5, like, on sale or something. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. yet. Um, anyways, in terms of what we've Dude, been playing... you're going to have so many games that you've never even touched on sale for cheap as fuck just yeah. in the next couple years. Actually, yeah, the right way to great. do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you can wait. I actually didn't play any video games this week. I was pretty busy. The only thing I had time for was I watched the first episode of Dragon Prince... Uh, which means you talked about the, nice. like, messages and stuff. Um, yeah, I finished it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, met, uh, not Metacritic. What is it called for? Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, for the Rotten Tomatoes score on it was actually surprising. It was a lot higher than I anticipated. I knew the show was going to be good more than likely, but I just didn't think. Mm. I think it's, like, at a 99 or 98 or something like that. Oh, wow. crazy. No. Um, I liked the first episode. Get back to that later. And then the only other thing I watched outside of, like, NFL football, which shout out to the Chicago Bears for winning. Um, Bears. Yeah, um, and the Lions—they beat the Patriots, which is dope. I hate yeah. the Patriots. Uh, Convincingly, yeah, <laughs> shockingly. But uh, anyways, the only other thing I watched. Speaking of football, was this uh, Netflix original series called QB One. Uh, it follows three top uh, top ranked uh, recruits. Um, so one of them is a quarterback that goes to like one of the nation's best high schools. He's like five eleven, so he's not like a prototype quarterback. And he's kind of the asshole of the three. Like, he meant the way the show's positioned is you're meant not to like him. 
after watching the show, I did some more like research of looking on Twitter and stuff and reading some stuff about him. I'm like, oh no, he just is an asshole. Uh, that guy went to Ohio State, and the whole show revolves around them Naturally. during their. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. The whole show revolves around uh, them three during their final, their senior year of high school, and balancing being like a top recruit as well as like just being a human. You know what I mean? Um, one of them is a being kid. A human. One of them is a kid who went to, and this was filmed two years ago or like a year ago, so they've already been in college for a year. Um, the other kid was um, from Pennsylvania, and he ended up going to Wake Forest. And he uh, was a dual-threat quarterback, and his whole story is about how his dad was a top recruit coming out of high school, and he got killed and died. Um, so it's his uh, whole reflection of, like, trying to finish and do the stuff his dad wasn't able to do. And it wasn't gang violence. It was just, like, a random killing uh, that his dad died from, which is really sad. So there's that aspect of it. Why would it be gang violence just because he was a dual-threat quarterback? What does that mean? What are you trying to say? <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Leaving right to Way to put me in a corner. <laughs> um, I was just... Tr- Anyways. No one puts Jared in a corner. No yeah, one puts no one. Jared. And then the third one is um, this kid from Georgia. So he's a real country. He ended up going to Georgia, University of Georgia. And he's more of the one that puts football above all the negative things. So obviously the other two are kind of influenced by either having a girlfriend or, like, drinking or doing stuff that you'd expect. He was more of the one of, like, football means the most to me and I don't want to screw it up, right? Which is really interesting. And, man, Southerners are great. Like, they ha- he, he, had, mm. he had camouflage shower curtains. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right. Uh, that's uh, You know that's a caricature, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't. Obviously, it's not all Southerners. I have people in New Mexico that are like that. That are like camoed out everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's like I grew up in a you know middle to upper class suburb of Nashville, and there were so many rich kids just pushing the camo. Like, all right, yeah, yeah you're a redneck. I get it. Uh huh. Yeah, but it was cool to see his perspective because when the other guys were maybe going out and partying, partying, or even just doing stuff, he was more he was more like a to himself like when he had a bye week he went and just hunted by himself and like spent time with his grandfather so it's cool to see like three unique perspectives all approaching being like top tier five star recruits not all of them are five star but you know seeing how they handled their their own situations um the dual threat quarterback from pennsylvania ended up tearing his acl like three weeks before the season ended uh Mm. and the 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 asshole kid ended up getting uh in a lot of shit because he tweeted during the middle of a game and that's like obviously frowned upon it's like you're supposed to be playing a goddamn game um yeah yeah, and he's just like the it's a lot of them were very much tropes of what you'd expect um but it was still interesting nonetheless like god that kid dude if it's funny down that you said you're like of course you went to ohio state naturally um he has a conversation waiting for you i was waiting for you to be like yeah and there are a lot of people suspect that he killed a guy then you definitely know he made it to OSU. Just uh, Urban don't no, care. That's pretty fucked up. That's pretty yeah. fucked. But the, the thing I appreciate about the show is they were like, yeah, this kid's an asshole. But they also made sure to show you that like he has a really close relationship with his sister. And like they have a really close friendship. And then his, like, his mom still cares about him. He loves his mom. So like, they still tried to humanize him, which I appreciated. Because you know people are complicated. And whether somebody's an asshole or not, it still doesn't mean that they aren't kind to people in some respects. You know what I mean? So it was nice to see that balance, even though he is an asshole. But, uh, 
yeah, that's pretty much it. I didn't have a chance to play anything. I think the only time I had, I spent swinging around in Spider-Man because I only had like 10, 15 minutes, and I was like, how do I best utilize this time, of course, with Spider-Man? Um, that's pretty much it for me. What about you guys? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Joel Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's pretty that's much it. That's, that's, it. You pl- that's, that's it. all you played, Dom? Did you finish it? it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and hot. D- damn. That was an ending. That was, a, that was a great game. The whole story was really good. I talked yeah. about the game a lot last week. You guys talked about it even more the week before, but so yeah, the story is really good. For those listening, we're going to be scheduling a spoiler mode so we can go in depth on it and everything because I want to talk about the specific story beats and the ending and all that stuff. So look forward to that. I'm assuming we'll probably record it in the next week or so. So look forward to us doing that. Uh, surface level, like without spoiling anything, uh, what are you excited for a sequel? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially with what they did with so and so and so and so. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, what's your favorite non-spoiler it. suit from the game? So there's like one spoiler suit that you shouldn't mention, which is at the end of the game. Other than that, I think it's free reign by this point. The game's been out long enough. Okay, I must not have that one. Is the spoiler one the one that the? No, if you beat the game, then you have the suit he's talking about. Yeah, the, oh, it's the one okay, you make for the end of the game. Yeah. Okay, I see why that's a spoiler now. Yeah. Because there's only one I don't have, and it's the last trophy I don't have is what will give it to me, that, like, 100%... 100% one? Yeah, that's the underwear yeah. Spidey. That one's not a spoiler either. Like I said, the yeah. only one that is a spoiler is that the story-related one, because all of them have already been posted a million times on the internet by now, so... Well, I prefer the, the black cat one, so it's just, like, a black Ooh, Spidey suit with a red with spider. Red. That's by far my favorite. Yeah. Um, I didn't get it till way later, which kind of bummed me out. I was like, oh, I wish I had done these these quests earlier because this thing is fucking sweet. I wish you got... You have to be like level 30 to get the Infinity War Iron Spider suit, and I wish you got that a lot earlier. That one was pretty cool, too. It, yeah. Well, technically, you got it if you pre-ordered it, uh, but I agree with you. The threshold should have been earlier as well. Fact, I such pre-ordered a the game. Didn't get really? You, get, you, get so, the, you don't unlock them, but you get the ability to craft them early when you pre-ordered it. I mean, I didn't see any codes in my box or anything, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered the game, and like I had to wait until I was that level. Hmm. Well, do you guys physically pre-ordered it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe no. it was digital only. I, I oh. had a digital pre-order. Oh. I maybe typed I'm, in a code. Yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong then, Jordan. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, you might be right. It was, just, it was just weird. I was like, I know this is like a pre-order bonus or whatever, but why'd I have to wait so long to play in this suit, you know? But yeah, I get it. I think it might be because the uh, suit power is so powerful. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the arms. The comic book one was also pretty badass. I like that one. Oh, the vintage one. Yeah, that was cool. Which I gotta say, I meant to bring up the movie Mandy. Oh my god. I mean, we've talked about Spider-Man, you know, for ten years at this point. I'm oh, just saying. Fun. Yeah. Real quick, Mandy. It's a it's a really solid movie. Um, starring Nick Cage, and there's like definitely some self-aware Nick Cage stuff in there. Um, super crazy fucking movie. If you guys want to know the plot, I'll tell you. If not, I'll just leave it alone. But I went in blind, and I was like, this is some fucking shit. I would say don't take psychedelic drugs and then watch this movie. I'll say that. Jesus. That would be, um, a, that would be a rough time. Yeah. Um, my favorite Which suit. I didn't do, but it would be a rough time. My favorite suit was either uh, Spider Punk or uh, the Stark suit, but for the sake of the story, I only use the white suit. The same here. Suit. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Where like 
as soon as you get into a cutscene and you're wearing a different suit, you got you immediately. I don't know. I did. I felt just like oh. pulls you out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it pulls you right. I out really of appreciate the fact that they allow you to use. You oh know, yeah. All these different suits in the cutscene, and I thought that that was really fucking cool. I mean, yeah, some of them pulled me out, I guess, because they're so fucking goofy or whatever. But most of them, I just thought they looked really cool. And like, um, quick shout out to the loading screens, which I mean, are nothing <laughs> yeah. too special. But I gotta say, you know, this game in like 4K HDR with these loading screens of the 3D models, um, they obviously know that they have like gorgeous fucking models, and whatever suit you're wearing is the, you know image that you get to look at so i just thought that was really cool well and they're not just the thing i appreciate too is they're not just skins like uh some of them move differently some of them feel weighted differently uh on this actual you think uh they it's been proven yeah uh the, the big uh, i didn't notice even the uh spider-man 2099 suit moves like a lot more foot first when you swing like a lot more like narrow vertically like his animations wow. which is more like the comic wow. which is cool i love I'm a big, you know, obviously cyberpunk futuristic fan, and so I was definitely wearing those 2099 suits a lot. Um, and then the textures on the suits uh, are, are unique to the suits. Obviously, there's some overlap with the specific textures I use, but it's not just, like, a skin that's, like, spray-painted onto one base. You know what I mean? Really yeah, dope. they obviously put a lot of work into them. That's really fucking cool. And then there's some, obviously there's suits that weren't included that you'd be like, why weren't they included? But we'll get into the spoiler mode of, like, the obvious reasons why some suits weren't included. Um, yeah. It, it, so it was just Spider-Man, nothing else of note, Dom? No, that was it. I'm one, like I said, one trophy away from the Platinum. It's just going around and doing all those like pop-up crime things. And I'm just like... Oh, the crime this thing. One is, this one's going to be a bit grindy. but Yeah, right. it didn't feel Worth as it. grindy to me because I, I kind of did that along the way. I think that's with open-world games in general. Is like You can either do stuff at the beginning or do stuff at the end. And either way, it's going to be like... I guess it extends to JRPGs and RPGs in general. It's like you either grind during the story or at the end of it, you just yeah. like bulk up the grind. So it's kind of how you choose to disperse that stuff. Yeah. I had started to like during the first half or three quarters or whatever, I was doing a lot of side stuff there and there and again. But then like you get to a point and like, there's another good compliment to the story is the pacing is really good. But towards the end, like the last third, it speeds up and I, and it feels natural. Like, Oh shit, shit's going down. It's so ramping it wasn't up. Just, yeah. It wasn't, like, an arbitrary, like, oh, I'm just going to get it done. I, like, the story made me want to get it done, and it made me feel like, okay, I don't have time for this other shit now because, like, shit's going down and it's more immediate. Whereas during the beginning, you're kind of investigating, you have some time to hang out for a while, but towards the last, you know, section or whatever, you start to feel like, oh, I'm into this now. I want to, let's go. We got to get, we got to go because this shit's over here. We got to, we got to fix this up, you know? We got to yeah. shoot webs. It's really cool, like, immersive uh, urgency. I, like you yeah. said, like, towards the end of the game when... Um, there's the different factions in the city and it's at night and you start hearing calls from like Yuri not knowing where her her uh, her police chief is and her, her people and it's like oh god I don't have time to stop her people but early in the game I it's it's very much Spider-Man in the sense of like if he's going to somewhere where he doesn't need to be right now if he sees a crime happening Peter's gonna take he's the time to it. yeah go yeah. finish go help people before he goes but I agree with you that the pace was really well, and then towards the end it ramped up, but it felt natural, and yeah. that, that's great because they say that we've seen the numbers. A lot of people don't finish games they start, so if you're able to introduce that kind of pace towards the end where you get people so invested that they want to finish it, that's awesome. So, um, Jordan, what have you been playing, watching, reading, uh, all that good stuff? Experiencing. Experience. Um. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Spidey, we've talked about a little. I, I jumped in a little bit and kind of, I think I did a challenge and, uh, you know, like some crimes or whatever. Get them tokens, you know. Um, and then did some more uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Birth by Sleep, of course. Yeah, you did. And then I jumped into my Switch and kind of just uh, fucked around with some stuff that I hadn't played for a while. Um, I want to finish this Mario Tennis campaign. Uh, Do you? Because it unlocks... <laughs> well, it unlocks the courts. It unlocks the courts, but it's been so funny. I was catching up on kind of funny games casts, and they were just shitting all over it because of like the same reasons that I was. Um so yeah, it's it sucks that there's like a big chunk of the game that I don't necessarily enjoy, and that is weird and obtuse. Um, and I really only like just playing the basic tennis uh, when it comes down to it with that game. Um, but at least that part's still there. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I fucked around with it a little bit, and I did uh, beat a boss and complete some challenges. So we'll see if I end up. Uh, finishing it, but I definitely wanted to get back to uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, the strategy game, and I played a little bit of that, and uh, just finished up a battle, and um, I definitely want to end up finishing that game no matter what. I also messed with uh, Setsuna. At this point, I don't even know. I'm close to the end with that game, but I don't even know if I care enough to to finish it because it is a good game it is a good like jrpg and good throwback uh but it just sucks that um there's just so much about it that i just don't love and i'm just not wild about so and i've talked about that before but um yeah so just jumped around obviously with some switch games and then um as far as watching stuff, I finally jumped into my boy Gendy Tartakovsky's uh, Hotel Transylvania film series uh, and watched the first movie. Uh, and so he is um, the creator of things like Samurai Jack, and I know he did work on like Powerpuff Girls and uh, especially Dexter's Lab. I think he created. And then another one of my favorites from him is uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars 2D micro series, um, which is just fucking super cool. Uh, but mainly, yeah, Samurai Jack, which is obviously one of my favorite series. So um, jumped into this, and uh, the first movie's pretty good. You know, Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg, um, Selena Gomez, and there's a bunch of fucking people in there. Stu Buscemi's really funny. Um but yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a definitely a solid movie. It was kind of weird watching it when I was like, um, or not watching it, but watching it come out several years ago and watching these movies come out because obviously watching uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's work over the years, I was obviously more into like Samurai Jack. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely good stuff and I'm glad I checked it out. So um, there's that finished up uh, Batman Beyond season one and started jumping into Justice League Unlimited uh, Season 1, which is cool. Um, Interesting that the first few episodes, they, like, obviously add all these other characters besides the main Justice League, but then uh, the first next few episodes after the first one are really just the either the Trinity or uh, the main Justice League characters with, like, Green Lantern or whatever. So um, it's really 
it's interesting how it's both like a continuation of Justice League and a spinoff of it at the same time. So, um, enjoying that so far. A few episodes in, uh, Batman Beyond Season 1 is fucking awesome. And I'm just fucking dying for an HD remaster of that, Dom. And, and when I get it, I'll tell you what, I'll bring you my proof of purchase since you got such a fucking stick <laughs> up your ass about where I'm getting my files from here. Um, but anyways... Um, yeah, Batman Beyond's fucking dope. Uh, watched a bunch of fucking other cartoons and animated shit, and, uh, also read a lot of comics. Um, I'm getting close to catching up with Rebirth. I've finished Dark Knight's Metal, and then I finished, uh, Super Sons of Tomorrow. Uh, I basically, like, when I'm trying to catch up on these massive superhero fucking universes, which is a dumb, hardcore task in the first place i'm like basing my reading orders off of the uh events that take place and so i'll kind of like read each series as it goes up to that event and then uh go from there so super sons was superman teen titans and uh super sons um and I fucking love the Teen Titans book right now. I'll say that much. It's only about 15 issues in where I'm at. Um, and then it's about to be like messing around with the whole uh, new justice, no justice situation that we got going on uh, with DC. But uh, really enjoyed this event. It brings back OG Superboy because I love Jonathan Kent, the son of Superman, being Superboy. Um, kind of like Damian Wayne. He and Damian Wayne are like on some partnership it's really cool because they're like the way that they bond throughout this little crossover and then the way that uh i don't know superboy jonathan kent just handles himself and they're like having really adult conversations and it's clearly mirroring batman and superman talking it's really fucking cool but uh the teen titans obviously go through a lot of interesting stuff um all of it's really well written um there's even like future tim drake coming back uh who's been messing around in some of the dc rebirth stuff um and so a lot of interesting stuff coming in and then finally uh i guess it's kind of spoilers for the series but really it's just lore at this point like uh og superboy um connor kent um from the future comes through and so basically like the character kind of the character that nolan north plays in young justice essentially from the future um so yeah um and i've been like waiting to see where he was going to come into play because he's a really cool character and uh i like both versions of superboy so yeah been reading a lot of comics to say the least and uh super sons was really good dark knight metal was obviously great and um yeah plenty of other shit to be excited about jared and i were talking about spider geddon i loved seeing the fucking i haven't read issue zero yet four yeah, I won't spoil anything about it, but just seeing him in comic book form, Spider-Man uh, PS4 in comic book form, is just, it's out of this world, man. It's so great. And um, then the other one was Spider Edge of Spider-Geddon 4, which was about, uh, like, they've had a couple cyberpunk books, and this one was about uh, Norman Osborn with actually six arms being <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. and uh fighting harry osborne as the fucking goblin and it was just it had a letter from peter in it talking to harry it was just really fucking cool so um really enjoying the spider geddon event from marvel and um 
yeah, I, I could talk about comics forever, so I won't go too far into it, but there you go. Uh, quick question, Dom. Did you ever read Kingdom Come? No. Uh, you definitely should. I think you'd like it. Obviously, it's always talked about as like one of the greatest <clears throat> like comic series. The art in it is like beautiful. It's real easy. Yeah. It's real easy to get into. It's not like connected to anything. It's an Elseworlds book. It's literally like, I don't think anything else has ever existed in that same universe, right? It's literally just Kingdom Come, I think. Well, there's a sequel to it called uh, Kingdom Come to the Kingdom, uh, and I think that's it. Yeah, it's, that's it's funny. Like two, it, they're basically two graphic novels. There's yeah. two graphic novels, I think, in that universe, but yeah, it's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, the reason I was saying that is because the artist, Alex Ross, announced Marvelocity, which is like yes. an art book filled with all of his Marvel art, Dude. and I can, his art is so good. <laughs> My background for a minute now has been uh, Alex Ross Avengers, and it is, it's like really surreal. It looks kind of realistic, but then they're also like, they almost look like mythological heroes, Dom, uh, whether it be DC or Marvel that he's drawing. So it's, it, he's got such cool art. Yeah, it's very unique and it's very iconic. It's like, it doesn't look like anything oh, yeah. else at yeah. all. Uh, I think that lends to Kingdom Come as well. Anyways, yeah. uh, let's hop into the news here. Three news stories. The first one, the first thing we're going to be talking about is we have an update to Red Dead Redemption 2. We have a little bit of info there. Uh, the first thing is that it will reportedly have a download size of 105 gigabytes on PS4. Uh, Wowza! Yeah, that's, you know, it's one-fifth of, like, the base PS4 and Xbox One if you bought the lower-end model. Uh, those are 500 so gigs, the slim, obviously. You have a one-terabyte base in the Slim, right? Uh, you're talking about the PS4? Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. I'm not too sure, honestly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but still, like, if you have a if you have a launch PS4, that's crazy that it takes up. And really, that's more than one-fifth of your hard drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's more like a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't get the whole thing, so it's weird. Um, obviously, we don't know what the complete download size is on Xbox, but it'll relatively be the same. Maybe a couple of gigs more, a couple of gigs less. Um... The other thing is that the game will also support 32-player uh, online. So for GTA 5, the lobbies were 30 players. So there's a slight increase there to 32, um, which isn't too surprising. Obviously, over the course of time, they probably felt you know adding two players would be comfortable. And some people are like, oh, only two players? But the amount of things that usually go on, whether you like or dislike Rockstar games, like the amount of things that are going on in that world at one time, like it's hard to be able to stabilize it with that amount of players. So it's probably like... Adding two players is probably safe enough, you know, uh, with all the experience they've had. Um, and the last bit of inf uh, information regarding Red Dead Redemption 2 is that it will uh, indeed have DLC that will be releasing exclusively on PS4 30 days before it launches on Xbox. We kind of all assumed that, right, pretty much because of the marketing deal that they already had in place with PlayStation. I mean, n not necessarily assume, but it wouldn't be surprising if it was announced because uh, marketing doesn't necessarily mean people get exclusive DLC, but... It's usually the end-all, be-all to those kind of deals. Um, I was talking to you guys before we started. It, it sucks, but you know GTA V didn't get single-player DLC, so I'm assuming Red Dead won't get Undead Nightmare or Ballad of Gay Tony-style DLC. So I'm not too worried about like, it. You know they have to have you know gone through plans for that stuff for GTA V at some point. There was a, yeah, they talked like, about there was a single-player DLC that was going to happen, and then it got scrapped. Not because online took off, uh, <coughs> unrelated reasons, but then they're just like, well, we don't really have time to go back to when online's bringing in so much revenue. You know what I mean? 
So it wasn't that the single-player DLC was canceled because of online. It's just that they never went back to it because of online. Um, right. Yeah, none of this is too surprising. The crazy thing is, like, 105 gigs for Red Dead Redemption 2 for that size of a game is crazy. But that means that when we see the announcements of the PS5 and the Xbox 2 or whatever... I really, I'm of the belief that like the base model needs to be a terabyte. We can't really be messing around with 500 gig consoles anymore at this point. I right? Mean, Let if me. They're what I'm hoping they are, and they're really like true fucking 4K machines. You're gonna need a lot more than a goddamn terabyte. Yeah. You know, and I just think hard drives are so cheap at this point. Like a terabyte hard drive is way less than a hundred bucks. So it's like, you know, put a four or five terabyte hard drive in there, base. And then, you know, people can upgrade them. I'm going to throw out a bit of a hot take here. And this is just more playing devil's advocate. But, like, I don't want to limit, you know, I don't think we should we should do what we can to not limit developers and these sorts of things. Yeah. But, like, at some point, a little bit, it's like, come on, guys, at least put a tiny bit of time into optimizing shit to make it smaller. Just, like, a little bit of time. You know, don't, yeah. don't you know, sacrifice parts of your game that are really important. But so it, sometimes I'm like, I wonder if like us all getting more storage is actually enabling them to be less efficient with how they make things. Yeah. Um, because I mean, and again, I don't want, I want better games. I want more stuff. And I'm, this is the farthest thing from a real complaint. You know, I'm just like saying well, shit I'll just say... for the sake of combo. But like I, they should still try to make things efficient too. Like Nintendo is really good at making their games yes. efficient and they still look really good. I mean, apples and oranges, of course. And Red Dead yep. is probably going to be like a whole brand new kind of like oh shit kind of game, from the sounds of it. So I'm, I'm sure like they could justify this 105 gigs, um, but it's just yeah. another thing to think about. Like, just I want to put it out there. And who's to say that's not uh, 105 gigs is the optimized version? You know, we don't know right. that. But I, I agree with yeah. your argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would just say like you know, Dom, when I'm uh, purchasing Blu-ray discs from authorized retailers such as Amazon. Jesus. Or Best As you Buy, should. or Target, then I always think about making sure I get the highest quality of something. In that, uh, you know, if you're getting digital or uh, whatever, you're gonna have to either sacrifice space to get a higher fidelity and less compression, or you're gonna have to sacrifice uh, fidelity or quality in order to get uh, something down to a smaller size and compress it. So. It's a tough line and it's a tough balance. Hopefully this isn't them just being willy-nilly and not even really thinking about it. Hopefully this is them being like, no, especially you know on the, the 4K consoles are really going to give you that like crispy shit. And so that's why it's so fucking huge. And I don't know if this is still an issue. I know like when these uh, the Pro and the X launched, there were issues about uh, like, Jared, if you got the, I don't know. Actually, I know it was on Xbox, so you know. You may have accidentally, or not even an accident, like basically you download the 4K file on a base launch Xbox One and you have all this data taking up uh, space and you're not even accessing that like 4K content. So um, I hope that's not still going on. And, you know, fortunately it's not an issue for me, but uh, I hope that that's not entering into the equation. That's a good point, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that, that whole side of it. it. It was a thing, yeah, it was weird. And GTA Five was 65 gigs, and that was five years ago. So yeah. the jump to 105 yeah. gigs isn't too surprising. Um, yeah. And like good I said, point. who knows if that isn't the compressed, like them doing everything they can to make it as small as possible. But that's yeah. gi- I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Who knows? It could be where it's like 
Well, I mean, it's 105 gigs. Deal with it. You know, we and don't know. I, know so. I was thinking about when I was playing Spider-Man. I know that that's a not a first-party game, but it is an exclusive. So they're honing in on that platform. But um, I know we've had the conversation before about uh, like GT or not GTA, but uh, Rockstar Games not looking very good. And um, I'll be interested to see. I still don't think you know from the previews and stuff that I've seen. I don't think that. It really holds a candle to a lot of the games. <clears throat> yes, they are more exclusives on PS4, but um, there's just a lot of games coming out that um, I think are as big as this game and, and look a lot better. But uh, who knows? I might be wrong. They might be, you know, cracking up, cracking open some egg I've never uh, heard of before. So yeah, and the vibe with, I get with GTA Five too. A lot of times, their games look good. They're not never they're, like they're not pushing the boundaries of. Uh, visual yeah, fidelity definitely. it's the, with them it's their systems like they do stuff in right. the coding side that's like super impressive so I agree right, with you right. yeah I don't think Red Dead Redemption 2 looks like the, the second coming of like cyberpunk or something that looks like gorgeous I, right. their stuff their improvements and their mark on the industry usually has to do with their systems and the amount of things that are happening at once but I do agree with you there um yeah, 105 gigs is a lot. And unfortunately, it's going to be something... Speaking of Cyberpunk, how big is that game going to be? You know, who knows? Um, all of these yeah. major large games that are going to be coming out in the next couple of years, we're going to be seeing these higher numbers. I remember when I first yeah, got my Xbox One... bigger hard drives. Yeah, when I first got my Xbox One and there was games that were like 50 to 60 gigs, and I'm like, this is insane. Um, the next news... You know, obviously... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, obviously, like, Switch games are much smaller, but there is a scale there. Like, with micro SD cards, it is almost like uh, lots of gigabytes to terabytes, whereas this is just, like, a few gigabytes to, like, not very many gigabytes on your card. So, um, it's weird. It's kind of the same situation on a different scale over there on Nintendo. So, yeah, it's like, um, obviously, that technology is speeding up so quick, but... We need those bigger drives, man, for these bigger games. Well, and the beauty of... And I'm not saying putting an external onto a PS4 or Xbox is, like, hard by any means. It's not. But the fact that, like, with the Switch, nah. you just put an SD card in there and it's in the system, like, it's hidden. Like, that's... It's yeah. it's not ugly by any means, but it's like, oh, I have this external hard drive sticking out of the back of my console. You know what I mean? It'd be cool if there was a way well, to implement it where you can, like... Obviously, I know you can change the internal memory. I'm just talking about for the normal consumer, like, just sticking an external in the back. It'd be cool if there was, like... A memory card equivalent, SD card the, equivalent, you know. That's what I was going to say, is you have to install a new one on your PS4. You can't just plug one right. in. Oh, you can't? Xbox. You can't? Oh, wow. No, I've I've done it on both of my PS4s that I've had and my PS3, and you have to... I mean, it's really easy. You just unscrew, and um, they, like, you know, they have it ready for consumers to change out, so it's a really easy process. So when you do um, that, though, but do yeah. you have to, like, reinstall, like the OS and stuff or how does that work I mean yeah it sounds complicated you could definitely like you know get it done like you just kind of like you download it from the internet put it on a flash drive yeah then plug it in and you can either um, have some external storage that you put all your games on before uh, you decide to do this and and then then transfer transfer them all back but uh it's not usually as elegant do, as the Switch solution that Jared pointed out. Yeah, definitely. The thing I usually have done is, unfortunately, I have my cloud saves, and then I just re-download the games because they're in my library, and I have unlimited internet, so it, you know, it may take several days or whatever, but yeah. I just eventually get them all back downloaded. So, yeah. 
And it is. I I agree to you that it probably is easy. I, you're pretty good at you know saying when something is like difficult or not. Um, I've it's done like shit like that many times. Yeah, yeah. but it, I still, we could handle it like our parents couldn't. Obviously, I still consider it a bit of an oversight though to not be able to just plug in an external hard drive, you know, to the back. It's oh, like, I totally agree. And yeah. you can plug them in, like I was just saying, if you're transferring data, which is weird, you know, and you have to plug one in to, as Don was talking about, you know, get the new fresh OS on there. But uh, you can't plug those in just for having them on there. I guess it might be something about Sony being worried about, uh, you know, accessing the game through that hard drive. And, you know, if it just gets ripped out of the console or something, who knows? But, uh Mine's just sitting right behind my Xbox One back here, and it's all safe and sound, and it works perfectly fine. You know, it's obviously got to be USB three, but yeah. Yeah, but to that, to that though, people were complaining about Nintendo being worried about certain games you having to have the online service and not being able to play them on online because they're worried about leaderboards and people cheating and manipulating the system. And it's like, well, uh-huh. Xbox and PlayStation have already figured that out. There's no excuse with PlayStation. It's like. If Xbox allows you to do it, and we've never seen any major issues with pirating and stuff like that, it's like, well, obviously there's a solution to it. You know what I mean? So, like, using yeah, that as I an mean, excuse is like, come on. I would say Microsoft has has the shortest list of those of, like, bullshit that you could point at to that company. Yeah. But they all three have them, you know, where it's like, really? You can't just fucking figure this oh, shit yeah. out. And Nintendo yeah. is the most notorious, obviously. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it for PlayStation. All we have to say about that. Uh, PlayStation. I mean, yeah, with regarding the download size for Red Dead. But speaking of PlayStation, they ha- they made another announcement that we didn't expect to see. So over on the PlayStation blog, uh, they opened up about cross-platform play for Fortnite. Shocker. Uh, so today on the PlayStation blog, Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO John Codera, which is his westernized name, which is weird in and of itself. Like, he has a completely oh, different shit. name. So he's a Japanese dude, and he has... He's using John Codera, is that... What I'm getting here? Yeah, I, which I didn't know that. It's like his westernized name. Yeah. It's very weird. Okay. Um, so he announced, and this is him on the blo- on the blog. Following- there's like, <laughs> I was just going to say, there's like plenty of employees at Sony that we talk about all the time. And yeah, Shuhei Yoshida, we have no problem saying their Japanese name. Maybe it's just because he's I mean, so high up. it's probably a personal up, choice, but. Yeah, he'd rather just have, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, um, what's his name? Ka- Kaz Harai that they always make fun of, used to on Twitter or whatever, but yeah. Uh, so he stated, following a comprehensive evaluation process, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting the uh, an update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we have navigated through the issue to find a solution. So the initiative rolled out via a beta that launched the same day as this announcement for Fortnite. And Kodera actually went on to say, For 2040 years, we have strived to deliver the best gaming experiences to our fans by providing a uniquely PlayStation perspective. Today, the communities around some games have evolved to the point where cross-platform experiences add significant value to the players. In recognition of this, we have completed a thorough analysis of the business mechanics required to ensure that the PlayStation experience for our users <laughs> remains intact and in the future as we look to open up the platform. This represents a major policy change for SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment, and we are now in the planning process across the organization to support this change. We will update the community once we have more details to share, including more specifics regarding the beta uh, time frame and what this means for other titles going forward. For me, like I said before we started recording, this says more to me about how big Fortnite is than it does PlayStation. 
I would have never guessed I mean, PlayStation literally... would have made this move. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're right. He literally pretty much said that in the message, right? Some games communities have become so large that it <laughs> yeah, makes more we sense. can't avoid it. Yeah. So, so you're right. Like you're dead right, and he and it's, he said that in a more businessy sense. But yeah, it, it, to me, I, I read the same thing. Like, this is Fortnite. We're doing this for Fortnite. You know, potentially we'll do it again. But like, this is just well, they're setting Fortnite. a precedent. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, weird thing weird. is, if it was for more than that, as close as like. Uh, psionics is with PlayStation stuff and how much they wanted crossplay. If this was truly about just making crossform available for the communities that wanted it the most, I would have expected an announcement about Fortnite and Rocket League and there was another game that I'm missing off the well, list. Well, that's what I'm saying is like this is just the one that moved the boulder and I think you'll find more come in the next year or so. Yeah, how fast that process moves along, who knows, but of course they wanted to get this as, done as quickly as possible for Fortnite. <laughs> Because I think it's a once you have cash it for count. one, you can't say, "Well, Rocket League's not big enough." Well, that would be the only reason at this point, and that's fucking stupid. Rocket League's huge, and so. yeah, you shouldn't op- you shouldn't open up cross platform based on popularity. It should be on do sure, those communities sure, sure. want it after this point. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say about this. Obviously, I know I'm being a little bit of devil's advocate on this, but um, it is a great announcement for people who play on PlayStation, people who wanted cross-platform play. Like you said, it's a step in the right direction. It's the first, it's a small, or actually a giant boulder <laughs> moving out of the way. Um, it's just, yeah. because it wasn't met with any other games and it was kind of more open, uh, until we hear about that second game, then I'll be a lot more optimistic. You know what I mean? That's when I'll be like, right. oh, okay, this is actually a commitment. This isn't the Fortnite update. Um, so yeah, I, uh, what about you guys? Any, anything here? Are you guys like, is this definitely a movement moving forward? What do you need to see from them to guarantee this is something they're going to be continuing to move forward with? Yeah. I don't know. I, I read this kind of like, eh, I mean, yeah. I don't care either way. I never cared. I don't play that stupid game. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I never cared. I don't care about cross play in general. I don't have a bunch of friends on Xbox that I'm just, you know, unconnected from. And I hate it, you know what I mean? So I'm not the target for this. But part of me f- feels like, okay, Sony, you just did it because everyone was just extremely loud about it. So like, uh, you know what I mean? But then the other part of me says, <clears throat> out of that crowd that was so loud about it, you know, how many people were the people that are not like me that really did care and really are going to be into this? You know what I mean? Or was it just people that like to bitch for things that they didn't care about anyway? ended up getting this done kind of you know what i mean yeah that's my that's my only kind of like i don't i mean i don't care about it either way but that was kind of like my vibe on this was like it's good if, the, if this is making a ton of people happy then sweet but i don't know i to me i don't i know it's a big game and i don't like it so it's hard for me to see but i don't know i, I don't see this being like so big and pro, i don't know that it'll happen again with another game or not i don't i don't think so to be honest but well, who knows maybe like minecraft really interesting <laughs> really interesting to me over the years watching this like thing chip away to where now we have cross-platform pretty widespread compared to the way it would have been back in the day where it was like no if you want to play with your friends on xbox call of duty or on playstation or on nintendo what the fuck ever pc you got to buy that platform to play there and that's like part of one of the selling points is come play with your friends over here but Right now, they're using this new selling point like Minecraft with Nintendo and Microsoft, where they're saying, you know, we want you to play on your platform and be able to play with all of your buds. So they're trying to be more, you know, user friendly, obviously, um, consumer friendly. So um, 
this has been an interesting process to watch over time this like uh, block being broken down mm-hmm. yeah it's it's interesting it, to me though like if I'm not trying to bash on this I still think it's a good announcement uh, I know I probably sound an overtly negative but to me if I was a diehard PlayStation guy the announcement I would want from PlayStation apparently listening to the community would be backwards compatibility or name changes or these things that these communities have been talking about for years and it's like oh I the think first... they're just unable they just can't figure it out they're just yeah. not good enough <laughs> and it's like the first complaint you actually listen to and change your mind on is the one you can't ignore the one that's like oh Fortnite is such a juggernaut and a monetary gain for PlayStation of course they're this is going to be the, fir- the first one they overturn you know what I mean so it's like from from a like a diehard fans perspective it's like cool but can we get the stuff that us PlayStation gamers really care about not the loud Fortnite kids on the internet you know what i mean um, yeah sure yeah and I, yeah i don't want to be overtly negative i still think it's a good announcement but i just we're sitting in a space where you know 5 years ago we had sony having uh, uh Shuhei and Adam Boyd exchange a game making fun of used games and without this announcement, we could have potentially seen a thing where Phil Spencer and Miyamoto were like playing a, playing Fortnite, standing next to each other in a green and red shirt, and then somebody walked by in a blue shirt, and they're like, "Hey, you want to join?" He's like, "Ah, I can't," and he just kept walking. You know what I mean? It'd been funny, but it's just it's weird Definitely. how those tables Definitely. have turned. Yeah, I see a lot of they'll it. They'll be they'll be going back to back guns on the stage, you know, like uh, Miyamoto and Gimo. <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of it. Um, so we kind of like skipped over the whole Telltale story, but I think there was a lot of illumination that happened. So one of the devs, I mean, because they kind of just fell apart, right? So like people seem to kind of be speaking freely, I guess, more so than if they were still employed by them. But, you know, w- one person that w- apparently used to work there tweeted out like, yeah, all the complaints you guys have had, like make a new engine, do this, you know, slow down or whatever it is. Like we heard you and we know, and we were always trying to do that. It just, you know, Whatever it was, it just didn't work. There was always a reason or whatever it is, but we heard you. Yeah, with we those trying. fucking licenses, there's no way you should not. We're yeah, getting and... into the Telltale thing, and I don't. I don't think yeah, we, yeah. we're trying. Well, to the do point that. the the point being, like, they hear us, and I think that's the same for Sony. Like, they definitely hear people complaining. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't ignore it, and they're probably like, it's especially be loud with, on their end. Especially with backwards compatibility and name change, I would bet they're like trying, but they just don't. They're just they just can't figure it out or like they can't get approved for the right amount of funding to like get the get it done or whatever and it whatever be... the excuse is but i'm sure there's a lot of people at sony that are hearing it and are trying Granted, that doesn't mean anything to us at the end of the day because we don't have those things but i don't know i i just i i like to believe that they're hearing it and trying to some extent i guess yeah it it would it... be so great if we could get a PlayStation 5 without all these fucking kinks in the rope. Like, we could just have an ironed out smooth experience. I mean, who knows if we'll have, like, backwards compatibility and a PlayStation Network where you don't have to sync trophies and stuff, but who knows. Uh, it's strange to me, too, because obviously Microsoft is a company with a lot of very intelligent people, and obviously that's how they have a lot of the solutions to backwards compatibility and stuff, but it really astounds me that, like, Mark Cerny, from everything I've heard and read, is apparently, like, a genius, super smart dude. And it's so odd to me that, like, PlayStation is having such a diff... It's it's hard to me to believe that they're having a difficult time trying to figure out a solution 
unless it actually is possible, Don, because they have so many smart people there, that it's either that it is impossible or they're holding off to do it. You know what I mean? Or it's not important. Like, it's a yeah. weird, dumb and, situation. Is and every, is. and yeah. every example is different, right? Like, name changes, to me, like, that, I don't know how, I, I can't, I, I don't know too much about, like, databases and things like that, but I just yeah, can't Yeah, the way imagine. they set up their network, it's just like, this is a very deep rabbit hole. We're, <laughs> like, close, we're, like, hanging on the edge of going down. The thing is, yeah. is like, it could be very complicated to make that system work, but... It's like that's a really dumb oversight. <laughs> like when you initially made. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like whether or not you can go back. You now, like as it sits now, the way the system is in place, you can physically do it or not. Okay, I get it. You can't do it, no. but it's an oversight because at the point of doing it, you're like, oh, there's no room for future advancement or change here. That's kind of that's they very fucking, weird. They tur- flip the on switch for the system, <laughs> and the guy goes, "So how do you change your names?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I mean, I could just. Well, how do you? If I wanted a new account name, how would I just like switch usernames? It's like what? I just the can fuck see it. I can just see it all playing out. Like, okay, they're struggling. They've been struggling for a while, and people are like, oh, we want this. We'll pay for it. Um, someone puts together like a proposal of like, you know, here's a our market research is how much people will pay, how much we plan to bring in, just based on like the cost of people pay us to change their names, and then also the goodwill we build, etc. Even now, as far as technically, how do we do it? Uh, we have some questions. Okay, well, let's you know fork over a, a million bucks to a consulting firm to come and examine our network and our systems and everything and see what we got to do, right? And then I mean, they, they do that. Have that internally. Couple more million. Yeah, couple more million. They've had like, that. Put together they've a done that and, like, for <laughs> years. Yeah, they've had that shit going internally for years, but it's just stupid yeah. and fucked up. It's just strange from the, the 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 apparently the stronger of the hardware companies to. Have this like back end stuff in the hardware, you know what I mean? Dude, dude, dude. Well, that's a software thing. Yeah, for, it is a software thing, but for back end, like, it's not. No, yeah, they I'm have, about back they have a mixture of like they have, like their software can get in the way of their hardware. A lot of times we've seen with the PS2 and PS3 engines, and just there's plenty of stuff. So that's the other way around. Guys, with we're Xbox in the Sony rabbit hole. <laughs> I hope you know. I'm like. I'm the one trying to be like, are you sure you guys want to be here? This <laughs> yes. is like a weird... Uh, well, yeah, we're actually running long, so let's get to the last news story here, which is uh, Inside Xbox had their September showcase, and usually there's um, some stuff uh, around the exclusive that's coming out close to when these shows happen, and there's not much else. Usually there's some cool like third-party game announcements. This one actually had a couple of very interesting things happen. So first off, there was the Game Pass editions that were announced. So coming to Game Pass in October, we're going to have uh, Forza Horizon 4, because that's launching and releasing on October 2nd. And remember, all first-party uh, Xbox games launch on Game Pass, which is super awesome. And then the other games that are coming to it from third-party partners are Wolfenstein New Order, great game. Metro 23, I've always talked about Metro, game super game. underrated, great. Uh, Lego Indiana Jones, game if you're into the Lego games. Uh, and a couple of other titles that aren't as big, but they're cool indie titles. I mean, just those first three, I've already played Wolfenstein and Metro, so like for me it doesn't do much because I've already beat those games. But I know there's so many people out there who probably never pick those games up um, that'll have a blast with them. And then the Lego games, I mean, there is actually statistics released this week that uh, percentage-wise for people who are subscribing to EA Access and Xbox Game Pass... Um, the probability of it being a family over a soul, uh, like a solo gamer, is like I think three to one. Um, so most families mm. are the ones who are subscribing to Game Pass and EA Access and stuff, which makes sense because yeah, if you have be multiple great kids, if you had kids, yeah. 
Dude, um, and yeah, can you imagine if you, if you were a kid, you didn't have a job, and you didn't have a way to pay for brand new games and just own them? Like, oh yeah, well, there's uh, all these different games. Well, they don't have new ones, do they? No, they have new ones coming out every month or whatever, every few months. It's like, that's fucking awesome if you were yeah. a kid. Dude, if I was an eight-year-old kid and you told me I could play Sea of Thieves, whether that thing's content-lacking or not, I would have ate that goddamn game you wouldn't, up, dude. You would have no idea. There's so many yeah. games I played when I was eight that were garbage. Ty the Tasmanian fucking tiger. <laughs> Blinks. That I was so into that are just, like, pieces of garbage, man. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Obviously, Game Pass's library expands and stuff, and they're... This is obviously... Wolfenstein coming to this points to when Fallout 4 and Oblivion and... Uh, not Skyrim, uh... Elder Scrolls Online came to the service. Like they have a really close partnership with Bethesda. It's evident, and uh, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't be surprised if Dishonored and Prey come to the service soon. So Dishonored and Prey come to the service soon. Next up, Xbox and Microsoft Gaming head Phil Spencer announced the return of EXO, uh, with EXO 18 taking place in November of this year. So EXO is actually Xbox's own fan event. It differs from the fan fest that we hear about every year because it's more Microsoft involved. It's more of like a PSX. Um, so it's, you know, Microsoft holding their own thing, them wanting to make announcements and putting on for for their fans. And it's not just something that's like Microsoft points to and says, hey, we're having a fan fest to celebrate your love of Xbox. This is like, no, we're holding an event for everyone to come to and we're going to make some awesome announcements for you guys. It's going to be held in Mexico City, uh, November 10th huh. and 11th. Most people are wondering why Mexico City, and I guess Mexico City has had one of the strongest fan fests the last couple of years so what phil spencer said is if they're bringing it back they want to reward the places that have been so die hard to the brand and they said that mexico city has been such a strong place for the fan fest that they felt it was only right that this was the place where they returned to which i thought was really cool um he also said that there's going to be some great announcements Mexico. he also said there's going to be some great announcements this is what i want to key on with you guys obviously we can't expect E3 levels of announcements. We should expect anywhere somewhere between the PSX type announcements to Paris Games Week, right? Somewhere in between. I'll tell you there. what I don't expect, Jared. I don't expect a couch on stage. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm not going to say that we won't, because if we do see a couch, then we'll both be wrong. But yeah, if I, I had someone's so a betting I man. I hope he knows better. I hope Phil knows better. Um, the, the couple of things I could expect to see are one, I, this we've heard rumblings of them buying other studios. This would be a great thing. This reads more to the fans of like, hey, we made a couple more studio acquisitions, right? And that would get fans riled up. Um, mm. I would assume we'd get at least one. Now, more than that, I don't know. You're kind of pushing your luck there. But I could see them doing at least one new acquisition. And the other thing I could see them doing, because we've, yeah. heard, we've heard rumblings because of the Final Fantasy games coming to Xbox now, with the whole Square Enix thing, um, that they are looking to bring Kingdom Hearts, and there's actually a rumor that... Uh, yeah, isn't that weird that they're, like, doing uh, Final, or, yeah, Final Fantasy before Kingdom Hearts? Well, the crazy thing, well, I'm assuming because they're easier to port, like a lot of them are like NES games, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the rumor is that Kingdom Heart, the Kingdom Hearts collection is coming to Switch and Xbox next year. Um, switch. So I could, I could. There's no way KH3 comes out on the switch. Holy fuck! No, this I would think be so. crazy. That because yeah. going the, from thinking ones. it was a PlayStation 3 game to now this newfangled futuristic handheld hybrid technology, the Nintendo Switch playing Kingdom Hearts 3. That would be crazy. It's not. Uh, Don't yeah, get me excited. Yeah, I'm not talking about three. The rumor is the collection. Um, <laughs> no, I know. That's a, but that's even a, the collection would be cool. 
And that's a small enough announcement. You could see that taking place at this kind of event, right? Obviously, it's huge in terms of fans yeah. wanting to play it on Xbox, but that's not something that people get super excited for at E3. It'll just be like something in a montage right. or in between big announcements. So, um, that's uh, there's three three DS games on there, DS and three DS games on there. So you know, Dream Drop Distance. It makes sense, I guess. So, am I outlandish thinking that those two things are kind of um, what we should expect? Is there anything else you would assume we might see? Yeah, dude, like a trailer for like Halo Infinity or something, or who? I think maybe Infinite? something. Ooh, Halo something Infinite. Yeah, that'd be dope to Why see not? like a teaser. Hell yeah. Yeah, or like a, a quick teaser of, of like Fable or whatever the you know, or, or a trailer for one of the for Gears Five or who knows, man. I mean, yeah. I don't think you're gonna get like a, a bulk, th- of things like that. Oh no, yeah. You know, it's not E3, but I think you get something, something big, something to like, oh, right. Yeah, I think I hope Jared, as an Xbox dude, you get a better EXO event than we had as PSX a last year. <laughs> PSX last year, because that was just torment. Yeah, and that's a whole other thing we can talk about it a little bit afterwards. Is like I don't know if there's going to be a PSX this year. It seems like their focus was obviously Paris Games Week last week, and that Paris Games Week showing for PlayStation was really good. And people are like, oh, sure. they're showing all this stuff at Paris Games just, Week. I can't wait for PSX. In, and they're like, well. It's unbalanced, <laughs> especially, yeah, the way that they had been setting up PSX the first couple of years. But um, quick predictions, boys. You think there's any way that they can top the announcement of Medieval in 4K? God. At this event. Banjo-Kazooie the in medieval, 4K. The Medieval re- remaster that we got uh, announced at PSX last year on... Uh, what is it, uh, Tom Layton shirt or whatever? Yeah, is that his name? Dude, if they just uh, remade Banjo Kazooie like with high res textures, that'd be pretty dope. Sean Layton. Yeah. What did What did you say? Uh, Tom. But Tom. I was just saying like, that's a stupid like that's the best announcement. Yeah, that yeah. We got out of PSX last year, so I think uh, they're definitely gonna be trouncing that. Um, we're not gonna say anything from Fable or anything like that. I think the Gears of War 5 blowout will happen at E3, so I don't know if they want to show any much more until E3 next year. Sorry, what, what game were you talking about? Gears of War 5? That's, I don't, are you talking about like a secret game that you have knowledge about? Because I I don't think that game exists. Is it a different name? Oh, uh, oh, Gears I'm pretty five. sure Gears the five, game is yeah. called <laughs> yep. Gears 5. Sorry, I stand corrected. Resident <laughs> Evil. I was like, what is he talking about? And I was like, no, he got yeah. me. Gears 5, baby, Gears 5. Uh, I think they're going to save that blow for next year. Um, so I don't know if they're going to show too much. I do think seeing something from Halo Infinite with, you know, uh, a little bit, maybe not gameplay, but maybe something telling us a little bit more of what the game is, um, is fine. Because at a fan event like that, you don't necessarily need to do, like, oh, the gameplay trailer and all that. I think the fans just want to see, like, well, what is this game? Because we got a glimpse of like, oh, it's going to be pretty, but we're playing as Master Chief, but is it an open world game? Like, what is going on here? I think a little bit more information there. I do think we're going to see weird announcements of like PC games getting ported um, that are going to be the smaller announcements. Like you said, there's not going to be a bunch of big announcements. Um, But I could see some type of announcement involving a a rare property of like, it's getting a remaster. Because I do think... I do think, like the medieval thing you were joking about, it is on that level of announcement, but the difference is is that a lot of rare titles, not all of them, but a lot of them are way more beloved than medieval. So I think that an announcement of that getting remastered... rare the studio or rare in general? 
the IP that Rare worked on. Yeah, the studio itself. Yes. Not just like, these games are lesser known. No, 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 no. I'm talking about... Rare the, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rare's, Rare's uh, collection of games. I think if you were to announce like a Banjo-Kazooie or... Dude, if you announce a new Viva Pinata game at this event, people lose their goddamn oh, minds. Oh, shit. Where the fuck? <laughs> Unless that's like an Xbox 2 launch title, I swear to God, man. Where is my Viva Pinata? But like as much as we're Pinata excited... Pinata Bandejo. As much as we're excited for that, that is most certainly like... That won't do huge at E3, you know what I mean? So that'd be a cool yeah. announcement to make at this kind of event as well. Bro, so. I won't say that I've like beaten any of those games, but I will say that's like my Animal Crossing right there. I that's love those like games, dude. Game my guilty ass pleasure. I'm, hell yeah. And it'll always be on Xbox, and I don't always love, you know, like moving over to Xbox. Kind of like you were saying, it's basically uh, my exclusives machine, but obviously that's one that I'll be down for. Um, last couple announcements here before I close out the show. So Forza Horizon 4 is going to have Bond cars. This was also announced, which is cool. I'm, I'm not a huge Bond guy, but that's a, it's a cool announcement for people who are into Bond. You know, most people who are into cars watch a lot of films and know about, like, iconic cars in movies. Sure, sure. So people know about I the Bond I think it's cars. less weird than the Mercedes crossover in Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Which every time... Every time I have people over and we play Mario Kart and they get through scrolling to where the Mercedes logos are and they're like, what the fuck? Um, so Forza Horizon 4 is launching on Game Pass, so I'm actually going to be checking out and playing it. I'm not a racing guy by any means. I do enjoy the games. Like, the last racing game I actually loved was Split Second, and I owned that on the PS3. Um, mm. I love that game so much. Mm. It's the one where you can, like, rewind in time. Uh, but Forza Horizon 4 is currently sitting at a 92 on Metacritic. Uh, and the reason I, I mentioned... You're obviously excluding Mario Kart in, like, kart games, right? What do you mean? You said the last racing game that you, like, were really fucking into was Split uh, Second. Uh, I'm talking more simulation racing uh, when I say that. Oh, Split Second is an arcade? It's sim? I guess, no, it is arcade. Realistic cars, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is all confusing. Yeah, so, yeah like, you're sim correct. would be correct. Gran Turismo... Arcade is Need for Speed, Kart is Mario, and you're separating all three of those. I just wanted to make sure you're not saying, like, yeah, Mario Kart was whatever. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, Split Second compared to Mario Kart to me is more sim. Not that it is a sim game, because it's, like, real cars. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You, yes. <laughs> as confusing as it is. No, I'm just making sure that you're excluding the kart games when you talk about your favorite racers of the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have, I've never owned the new Mario Kart, but I have played it extensively. One of my friends had a Wii U, so we would play that in Smash all the time, and it's a very good so, game. So, you've never owned any version of 8, I guess? No, I've never owned any version of 8. Nah. But I have played it. Damn, bruh. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. You gotta be swerving, dog. <laughs> Anyways, so it currently sits at a 92 on Metacritic. And the reason I want to bring that up is because we have news about Playground Games, the developer behind this. Real quick, they... They're on average, their games are 89%, which is really strong. Um, averaging mm-hmm. an 89% on all of your games across the board is super impressive. Because as good as yeah. as good as a game developer can be, not all of your games are going to hit. It's just the way it is, right? There's so many moving parts when it comes to developing games that you're going to have some games that don't necessarily hit as good as others. Um, and it's actually the highest average for a racing franchise. So as a better average than GT... Gran Turismo has a better average than Forza Motorsport. Not saying that there isn't entries in those franchises that have higher review scores, but when you take in the franchise as a whole, 
Forza Horizon is like the most consistent, highest rated racing franchise ever, and that's really impressive. Um, right. It's funny because these games always get rated so high, and then the reviewers and everybody's like, "There's how are they going to improve it? It's already like a perfect racing game, and they come out with something that just tweaks yeah. it a little bit and makes it refreshing. I so. think they'll, I don't, you know, since we are talking about this game and we did just kind of get into defining all the different types of racing games, I still think for me that there's so much of the simulation DNA in there that for me I either have to stick to the kart games, which um, I'm always swerving in kart or something, um, you know, doing like a, a trial or having people over and doing multiplayer and then um, like I picked up there's a bunch of games that I pick up that I don't even mention in our when we play uh, or what we've played uh, but like Burnout Paradise on PS4 I was playing that a bunch this week for a little while and uh, that's like obviously super arcadey but um, there's just like the Horizon games are closer they're closer to the arcade but there's still so much of the sim DNA that I just like uh, it breaks my head yeah, so. I loved Forza Horizon 2. Uh, it, it was free on Games with Gold, and it had, like, the Fast and Furious DLC, and I played the hell out mm-hmm. of that, and it was just because there was so much wacky stuff going on. I'm not a racing guy by any means. The fact that this... I already yeah. have Game Pass, so, like, I'm going to play Forza Horizon 4. I would have never bought it, but they have me playing uh, it, yeah, yeah. and that's the crazy thing is they got somebody who wouldn't buy the game no matter what playing it, and I don't think I'll fall in love with it to the extent of what I'm about to say, but there could be people that fall in love with the game and then just spend money on DLC, and look, they got money out of you, right? And you got oh, yeah. yeah, so I think it's really smart what they're doing. Speaking of playground games, though, what I was going to get to is there's a report that they're hiring 177 plus new developers. Now to put that into context. They're already a studio of 200-plus employees. Like, they're a big company, and they're basically doubling their size. For a AAA open-world RPG, as was it's listed as, we all assume that it's Fable. Um, this actually, some people are like, oh, why are they hiring so many people? I think what they're doing is they want to make sure that they still continue to have success with Forza Horizon while also yeah. being able to have the talent and workforce to make a great Fable game. I think we we're going to possibly get into the point where they were going to focus on Fable and then we might lose out on Horizon forever. And though it's not something that we fall into love with, I mean, it like we talked about, it's the highest average for a racing uh, franchise. Uh, so like, Oh, they're uh, killing it for sure, yeah. yeah. It's worth it. And I think that, you know, we've seen obviously uh, like the, the gorilla change from shooter to action open world RPG is... Uh, not as much of a jump from like a racing open world to a fable, possibly action open world. Uh, but I still think that they have probably the chops to take care of that and make it a dope ass game. I think at the very least you'll get like a seven point five or eight, like super solid, cool game from them if they do that fable. Yeah, and I'm excited. Like I know people are worried. I'm not necessarily worried, but like. Well, you know, Playground Games, they've only made racing games. They haven't made an open-world RPG. But, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, though it's not an apples-to-apples, it's like, who would have thought that that company could have made Horizon Zero Dawn after making the, uh, the, uh, names escaping me, please help, Killzone Games. You know what I mean? Killzone. (laughs) Yeah. There's honestly, like, if we dug through the history books, there's tons of studios that have made that jump and have made some of our favorite games, so. Agreed. Um... Yeah, it's 
the, the one thing I want to ask you guys, so it's a either or, okay? And I want to know from you and Dom, what is more likely at XO18, okay? That we, A, get the announcement of a studio acquisition, meaning that Microsoft has bought a, a studio that already exists, or B, we get the announcement of another studio that's getting created. Remember uh, the Santa Monica studio that, that was announced? What, yeah, you, you said this is this year? Uh, yeah, this is happening November 10th and 11th. I just, I mean, they announced so much of that shit at E3. But Phil, I don't know how they could be. But Phil said oh, during he said that. they're doing another one? Well, he said during interviews at E3 that they're, they said, well, these are a lot of ga- uh, game studios that you guys have purchased. What's the plan right. moving forward? And he's like, we're always in active negotiations. We're still looking and talking to studios. And that was back yeah, in certainly like, possible. June. So. Certainly possible they've acquired another one or purchased, uh, made, whatever. Um, but I, you know, obviously I'm not the biggest Xbox guy, but I'm saying I'd be totally satisfied if they didn't just because I think they knocked it out of the park as far as studio announcements in one year. Well, there's two studios I want them to buy. I want them to buy Studio MDHR, the guys who made Cuphead, and I personally yeah. want them to buy Moon Studios, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, and Ori in the Will of the Yeah, Wisps. I'd like them to pick up, if they're really, like, hunting motherfuckers down, I'd like them to do some more Ninja Theory stuff, like... Stuff that you might have even thought of as PlayStation or even Nintendo at some point, and yeah. then they pick them up because they're like, "We know you're talented. We're trying to make these great exclusive games, and so we'll pick up maybe even like uh, with the new direction of Housemark or um, dude, that'd like be a that. perfect like, like second party ish games, you know, or studios, I should say. Housemark would be a perfect Game Pass studio, and I'm not saying that to like talk crap yeah. about Housemark, yeah. but like. They've always made these great arcade games that don't sell well. Well, Microsoft's whole... just need to give them a try, yeah. And Microsoft's whole thing is like, yeah, we're going to buy you to release these games. They don't need to sell well. They just need to be good enough to entice people to get Game Pass. And Housemark could be one of those studios that fits right into that. You know, they're not the AAA, but that'd be really cool. That little dessert for your uh, bigger AAA games. Yeah, but... And so badly, so badly do I want to see, like, what the contracts look like for Game Pass games. You know what I mean? I want to see like, is it, what does it look like compared to like Netflix or whatever? Are, are studios getting paid? And obviously, it's different for first-party studios. But yeah. are they getting paid like based on how many people download and play like hours of their game, or is it right. just a flat fee up front? Or like, what the heck that looks like? I'm so curious. I'm um, also thinking it's weird to ponder the studios that have closed in the last recent few years. It sucks that you know. I bet Phil Spencer would love to have. Uh, obviously visceral or something like uh uh shit i'm forgetting the name of the studio that made um like sleeping dogs and you know what i'm talking about jerry oh yeah um, i'm gonna google it real quick and then they tried they tried to make like a sleeping dog pseudo sequel that was a like an mmo um some triad thing and uh ended up going under they were kind of a sony second party i think that they made a uh, united front all stars united front made i think playstation all stars um weird if uh somehow xbox or phil spencer could have like captured uh what was it capcom vancouver that just fell apart if he could have just like bought them and changed the name off of Capcom, you know? I guess they probably moved them to other Capcom studios maybe, but um, it would have been weird to see if Phil Spencer could have, like, almost like how Netflix scoops up shows and saves them or whatever, Hulu and Amazon. 
you know, if we could have seen him save these studios and just add him, add them to his arsenal. So before we hop into what we're going to be playing, uh, really quick, like I said, one quick uh, yes or, uh, or either or answer. Uh, new studio or acquired studios? Which one's more likely? Acquired. Acquired. Uh, Jordan? Yeah, I think it's really tough to make. A new studio. A new studio multiple times in a year, and they've already done that once this year, so acquired. Same. I'm with you guys on that. In terms of what we're going to be playing and watching, uh, the ne next week's podcast we record before Venom comes out. I'm oh. morbidly curious with that movie. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I do want to go watch it to see how it turns out. Um, so we'll, I'm Are not you like waiting for reviews. Uh, no, I'm gonna go watch it. Whatever. I don't really go see that wow. many movies. Like, so I'm like opening night or opening weekend. Opening weekend for sure. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm having to wait for reviews. It sucks, you know. I'm into all that shit. I'm definitely into Spider-Man's universe of all the comics I'm into, and. It sucks because the Venom books are so great right now. They're actually doing a bunch of Venom stuff. Uh, but at least the mainline series is really good. Uh, the Weekly First Host series has been good. But like, I'm hoping that they're not making all these great comics and then we have this shitty movie. I really hope that's not the case. Um, and I'll have impressions for Forza Horizon 2. Like I said, it's on Game Pass. I'll be able to play that. And uh, I'll also have impressions on Mega Man 11 because that comes out next week too. And... Uh, I was planning on kind of skipping it for the time being, but I was able to get a refund for the season pass for the final season of The Walking Dead. So I'm going to just use that money oh, to buy shit. Mega Man 11. Yeah, Microsoft has always been good to so me with no matter. returns. I just, I literally emailed them and I said, hey, I would like a return, not hey, but you know, I would like a return on hey, boys. order number because the game was canceled. And then they, uh, a couple hours later, they just sent me an email saying you've been refunded your money. I really hope that they're not taking a loss, you know. Um, crazy situation. I I hope that we get some resolution to this game. I know we're not going into the situation, but I do hope to get a resolution to this game. Story-wise, I mean. Yeah. it's it's a whole, That's a whole complicated bag of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to try to finish Dragon Prince, and then uh, I think that's pretty much it off the top of my head. So... Do you mind if I jump in on Dragon Prince real quick? You just hop into what you're going to be... Start with that, and then you can hop into what you're going to be playing and stuff, because I'm done. Okay, cool. Sorry, I've been, like, in, <laughs> uh, jumping into your things one it's by fine. one. But anyways, uh, Dragon Prince, I think, you know, we talked about how it's um, some of the Avatar The Last Airbender people working on it, and um, I was a little bit cautious. You know, Voltron Legendary Defender is another Netflix series that was uh, similar. I think it's the same animation studio. Um, and has a very similar look. Uh, Different animation studio. Korra. No, I'm talking about Voltron Legendary Defender. Yeah. That is, uh, I'm pretty sure that's one of the same, it's like the same Korean studio that did Korra. Oh, we're talking about two different things. Legend I thought you said they did the same animation as Dragon Prince. No, no, no. They yeah, gotcha. are like people that used to work on Avatar, Last yeah. Airbender stuff, and so is Dragon Prince. Two separate studios, though, yes. And so I was kind of worried. I mean, Voltron's cool. Um, and Dragon Prince, you know, Jared and I were talking about how the 3D animation is similar to like Ruby or something like that. I would. It's definitely a couple steps above Ruby, and um, I don't like have a problem with Ruby. It is a little bit rougher on the edges, and so is this one. It has some beautiful looking stuff in it. Um, it has some, you know, not so great looking stuff, but um, overall, I think it's a really solid first season. You know, ups and downs, excuse me for sure, but um, I definitely enjoyed it. 
and I'm looking forward to a second season with that stuff. So, um, um, I think I've mentioned before about how tough it is to pull off like really good 3D animation. Um, and I would say this is uh, definitely a solid look at something like that alongside uh, some of the other Netflix stuff like um, was it Knights of Sidonia and stuff like that so uh, I enjoyed season one of Dragon Prince and um, I also wanted to mention that I had read through uh, War of Jokes and Riddles and really enjoyed that uh, Jared I know you've been a big fan of Tom King's Batman run and I think that's the thing that's uh, really sold me on him I've enjoyed pretty much everything he's put out so far but I haven't I would definitely say I was uh, partial to the Scott um, Scott Snyder run yeah I think that's right from uh, recently in the new 52 um, but I definitely enjoyed War of Jokes and Riddles I won't get into the whole situation because I'm uh, you plan on reading through the whole Batman series Jared yeah yeah so, yeah, I think it starts at 25 or something like that, but uh, 25 through 32 maybe. There's a couple of interlude uh, issues about Kite Man, so uh, really cool stuff there. Really enjoyed that, and I'm sure I'll be obviously reading a bunch of comics uh, coming up here. Hopefully getting close to finishing, you know, kind of like catching up with DC Rebirth so I can get into the main events that are going on, which is Doomsday Clock and uh, Heroes in Crisis just started, so... It definitely looks like we're looking at another DC crisis here, Jared, which is a big thing they love to do uh, with their comics. So um, That and then I didn't mention, but I also played a little bit more of Banner Saga on my Switch, so might hop into that as well. And I think I have decided to wait on Final Fantasy VII, even though it is a while until next year when it comes out on Switch. I think I'm going to wait on that on PS4. Um, I guess I'd be double dipping there, but uh, yeah, um, maybe I'll get around to the old Trans Hotel Transylvania too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that the first and, one actually uh, has a lot of nostalgia for me because when my nephew and niece were like two and four years old, uh, we watched like a mm-hmm. hundred times. I watched it with them, so a yeah. hundred times. Have you seen how little kids watch movies, dude? They watch they'll That's watch a movie, crazy. they finish it, and then they'll be like, "Let's watch it again." I used to watch. I, used I to was never like that. Well, mm-hmm. actually, that's not true. When I was super little, actually that age, I used to wear out tapes like Beauty and the Beast yep. and Fox and the <laughs> Hound. Um, I think I did wear out Fox and the Hound or Beauty and the Beast one, but uh, so yeah, I get that. But um, that's a solid movie. But a uh, hundred times, that's tough. I kind of feel bad for you almost. It's weird how that's like you're like yeah, it's nostalgic. I'd be like fuck that movie. Well, because of the relationship with them, not because of the movie necessarily. But I sure, like sure, it. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Dom? What are you gonna be playing and watching? I figure I got like two hours left to get the Spider-Man Platinum, uh, and then when that's nice. done, I can finally get back to the game I've been waiting to play for so long. And Spider-Man was getting in the way of Spider-Man bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Which God, hey Dom, if you don't mind, uh, next time you come to class. Next time you come to class, Dom, if you could bring your proof of purchase on that Spider-Man uh, PS4 oh, copy you have, I'd appreciate that. I do actually have it. I always put the receipts. Wait, yeah, because I got it at GameStop. There Weird, you go. Right. I always put the receipts uh, in the case. I don't know why. 
Uh, always do that. Uh, uh, one thing that I did to get through some of like the the crime missions that you're doing is I put on headphones and I listened to like Wu Tang and Biggie and just swung through the city and did those <laughs> things. Felt That's really cool. dope. Yeah, I've been yeah. listening to music like '90s New York hip hop. Great. Yeah. Yep. Feels yeah. really authentic. Um, I like the style. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Next week we have episode 114. We should all be back then. Um, we'll probably be recording a Spider-Man spoiler cast sometime soon. If you can, please follow us on iTunes. Leave us a review. That definitely helps. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, leave us a like on our videos. We are at CTRLINT on Twitter. That's Controlled Interests Abbreviated. I am at Jared underscore. Dom is at Dom's Oreos. And Jordan is at Mallow Modus. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.